Welcome to Ladies Talking Leafs. I'm Chris. And I'm Syl. And wow, it's April. Um, less than a couple of weeks from uh, what we've all been waiting for, for playoff hockey. I can't believe actually one thing I do want to say, I'm going off uh, on a different angle here. I can't believe we used to publish monthly and now we, like, it just seems so long, like, Mm-hmm. That and now, like since we've done it like this, and it was, uh, yeah, it's been too long, anyways. And so there's been a, there's a lot for us to get into. So let's get let's get into it. Well, first uh, though, we want to mention a couple of big accomplishments for our show. So first off, uh, Feedspot is a media content database that tracks different sources like blogs, YouTube channels, podcasts, etc. And we are very happy to to find that Feedspot ranked our show number one in the category of women's ice hockey podcasts. <laughs> we were shocked, uh, actually. Yeah, <laughs> like a, and, and it was just so weird how you just kind of happened across it looking for some other information and then you just yeah. found this. So that's yeah. a pretty cool thing. And yeah. uh, they also ranked us fourth on their list of best Toronto Maple Leafs podcasts worth listening to in 2023. So, uh, yeah, we actually owe it all to you guys, our listeners, because uh, you make this all possible. And the more you uh, share us and talk to your friends in Leafs Nation, the more, you know, we get we get noticed. So uh, it's, yeah. it's super helpful. Yeah. And it was uh, it was actually for International Women's Day. I was just looking and uh, that's how I came upon it. I was just like, wow, I thought this is this is fantastic. So thank you to all our listeners and followers on social media, too. And also thank you to Feedspot for finding us and and listening and uh, amplifying us. So that's awesome. Yeah. And another place we were featured on was uh, on one of the podcast tools that we use to produce our show. Um, It's called Alitu. And uh, you can check out our show notes for the link to this article that they wrote on us. um, And as well as the link to the Feedspot podcast rankings. So um, yeah, that was was a really good uh, article that Alitu did on us. It was really, really good of them to to notice us and and ask us to give us uh, to give us our feedback on our show. Mm-hmm. Yes, we definitely appreciate that, um, and they are a great company to work with. Um, so, if anybody out there thinks that they want to start a podcast, uh, they're really a, a good uh, good app to to use. So, anyway, we're of course very proud that our show is getting noticed, obviously, and we also want to give a shout out to one of our Twitter followers uh, who goes by at Leafs Mom ninety one, who gave our show a thumbs up and asked the question, "How do these ladies only have six hundred plus followers?" <laughs> LOL. <laughs> yes. How indeed. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, that's, that's what we wonder too, but, uh, but we're good with however many followers we get. So absolutely. We're thankful for all of you. Mm-hmm. So before we get into the show, we want to announce that we will be going uh, weekly for the playoffs. Uh, so our next show will be on April 19th and we'll be going uh, once a week from then on. So we can cover everything to do with the playoffs hoping that this time around it will be a nice long run so you're going to hear from us a lot over the yes. next few months. Yeah, much that longer is... much longer than last season. Definitely. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh so now let's get into the show and we're going to start off with the good, the bad and the ugly. 
And then we're going to run the Ladies Talking Leafs highlight reel. And in our third period segment, with just over a week left in the regular season, we're going to revisit some of the predictions that we made at the start of the season and see how we did. So without any further ado, let's talk Leafs. Good, the bad, the ugly. All right, so my good this month, or going into this month, is Mitch Marner. Mitch Marner is the engine of this team this season, I think. Um, he's, since the All-Star break, Marner has been one of the NHL's top players. And some of the stats that I that I got from, from SN Stats to prove that, basically, is um, up until this past weekend... He's had 23 assists from the uh, from the point of the All-Star break through till now, which is second of all the players. And he also has points per game. He's 1.68, uh, is, which is incredible. also second. Yeah. And second to who? I don't know. They didn't actually say. <laughs> I didn't see who, uh, who was first overall. Got to be McDavid. Probably, yeah. And then percentage of goals he's involved in is 46.4%, which is third for mm-hmm. percentage of goals uh, for, of the team that he's involved in. So, yeah, he's been – it's just an incredible all season. And, like, he's making – obviously, he's he's been making – or remaking, I guess, the records in the Leafs franchise record books. He's he's getting involved in that, but he's also proving that he's a top player in this league. So uh, he really should be considered for the Selkie Trophy. I think. I mean, we all 100%. know percent. Ber- we all know that Bergeron is going to be on in there, but uh, and winning it because he always did does. Yeah, and it's and, it's because he's a winger that it puts him a little bit behind the eight ball for that, which yeah, is unfortunate. I, I think there there's not too many wingers that have won that award. It might actually only be even one uh, one person. Um, I can't wasn't, remember um, two. I'd have to Pavel Datsuk. Wasn't Pavel Datsuk was he a winger or he's no, center? I think he's center. Yeah, and All most right. of the time it goes to a center. You know, because it's okay. it's what he doesn't do right is. The, the biggest thing that he doesn't do is, is face-offs, right? Right, yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah but, but really, he plays in every situation. Yeah, and in one game, which I'll get to in another, another point later on, but he played like 29 minutes, which was insane. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, he's got a crazy motor as well. Yeah. Yeah, which is why it was good that he had the rest uh, versus Detroit um, last night. But uh, yeah, no, I just think like just this past since the All Star break and all season long, he's he's been the the difference for our team. And uh, yeah, and I that's that's who I'm picking as my good. Who's your good? Uh, my good is Calais Yarncroak. I picked him this time around because well first of all his stats this month have been incredible since he he's been um promoted to the top line or you know to the line with Austin Matthews yeah. um as a center uh he's got six goals uh three assists and is a plus player uh in for, in the 14 games this month um 
I just think that this, well, obviously this is going to be a career year for him. Uh, You know, going back to, you know, he hasn't played this well since he was in in Nashville. And uh, I think that playing with the playing with the elite players he's playing with right now. Obviously he's got chemistry with, with Austin Matthews. That's, that's pretty great. But what I like about him and why I'm kind of highlighting him is that this is really well-timed because his confidence is going to be at an all-time high going into the playoffs. And he's just the kind of guy that we need to, you know, have that supplementary scoring, you know, when you've got, yeah. This is the thing. The nice thing is that when you've got that line going, so much attention is going towards Austin and and Mitch and you know Willie, depending on who's there. Yeah, and that leaves a lot of space for him, and he's got an incredible shot, and this gives yeah. him a chance to use that. So, um, so yeah, so that's why I decided to uh, go with him as my yeah. good this time around because yeah, he's had a really. Were- big breakout month really yeah there were a couple of goals that he scored where Matthews basically drew in the other players and left yeah. him wide open basically to yeah to release that shot and um yeah and he buried it most of the time anyways he's buried it so uh and he's even when like he, he seems to be always sort of a threat he's like another yeah. guy that that drives the net as well yeah. so um so anyway I like I've liked what I've seen and I hope that it continues in the playoffs yeah. and that this confidence and momentum, you know, carries through and and it pays pays off yeah. for us, let's just and, say. And I thought it was interesting too that Matthews said that he wanted him to apparently mm-hmm. told Keith that he wanted like to play with him a little bit, like to to keep it going. Um yeah. so so I don't know, we'll 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 see how long it goes. But right now it's it's going pretty well and uh when when Marner is on that line too. So I don't know if they I don't think they I don't think he played with Willie on the uh like No, he didn't, but there. I just yeah. I just uh I'm just mentioning him just to, depending on how the uh the lineup the uh, ends up yeah. Uh, yeah. getting uh determined, which yeah. we will discuss a little bit later. Yeah. And speaking of the lineup though. That moves on to my bad, mm-hmm. which is all this experimenting that uh, has been going on way too long, I find, for the uh, 11 and 7, um, that lineup that Keith has been doing for basically, I don't know, it's well, all March since anyways, the deadline. since the yeah. deadline. Like, I understand you, like, whatever, he, he obviously, there's a lot of new players in, in the lineup, and there's a lot of, like, combinations to try, and, and now... I guess with the O'Reilly injury that kind of, and Achari is out as well now, like that's kind of put a wrench in it. But he, once those players come back, he's going to have to, I think he's going to have to go back to the 12 and six, obviously, like to, to I think try that's and. The, I think, honestly, I think that's the plan all along. I just think that he's trying to get uh, different. It's like more for the pairings, like then, you know, like for like wingers, because he has center, wingers, so many and the depth just to see who, is who can kind of who's got some chemistry, um, yeah. you know, especially too with with uh, O'Reilly out and not being able to experiment with that. I think they're trying to get a feel for for what's yeah. there. So the one thing I found interesting though was I looked back in in March and basically since March eighteenth, the game versus Ottawa. Mm-hmm. There's eight games where we've where there's a pattern where we win one, lose one, win one, lose one, mm-hmm. all the way through. And I think... To we me, better get home ice then. 
I know, I know it's because, <laughs> but to me, that just shows like it's, um, that it's that imbalance, I guess that 11 and seven, like, and mm-hmm. it's, it's going into the games too, sort of like you do. I'm, he does need to experiment obviously, like to, to yeah, try but- and get the right matchups, but but you need maybe, to have something now. Like, like I just hope that like, okay, we're coming into a state where we're like coming down to the last five. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So at that point, like assuming and hoping that O'Reilly will be back for those last five. Yeah. Um, I think we want to see some more stability and sticking with this 12 and six. Yeah. For those last five. Yeah. Yeah. And then also I find the, obviously I mentioned to it before, like how Marner played like 29 minutes in that. Mm-hmm. Cause it basically gives the, it no, gives know, the, um, he, he doubles forwards more, more ice time. Right. Because, uh, yeah, but that doesn't bode well for a long series, a long no. playoff. Uh, yeah. You know, anyhow, it's not gonna, it's, uh, like you said, the, there's five games left. He has to, and O'Reilly should be coming back. Mm-hmm. Like, within the next week, I would hope. So mm-hmm. he's going to have to, Keith is going to have to find a, a set. What I, what I don't like about it is that, you know, Tampa in the past has, has done this and it probably works for them and their lineup, but I don't like the copycat thing. I, yeah. you know, to me, it's like you be you, let them do whatever the frick they want. You know, I, I don't want to try to beat them at their own game. I want to beat beat them with our game. Yeah. So that's yeah. not to me, if you're doing the 11 and 7, and if he goes with that, that's not playing to our strengths, in my opinion. No. No. Especially no, I, if you're looking, you know, at the long game in this situation. But yeah. anyway. Right, what's your bad? So my bad, I am going with uh, William Nylander um, in this case. Um, it's kind of interesting. You know, we talked about Kelly uh, Yonkroak and uh, <laughs> Nylander's stats are like the opposite of his. So they have the same amount of points, but Nylander only has three goals, six assists, and he actually is a minus player. Now, I know that a lot of people don't put too much stock in plus minus, big whoop-de-doo. But I find that when Willie's playing well, he's a plus player. And he did score the other night. And there are signs that um, Dr. Nylander is coming back. (laughs) Uh, But he just kind of seems to have been a little down in the dumps this past month. And and it shows in his play. And um, I don't know. That's why I kind of wonder if they're going to move people around a little bit every now and then just to spark things. But uh, it's, it's, it's a good news that he sort of has turned things around in the last couple of games. He's looked a little bit better, but you know, when he is not engaged um, and it shows on his, the defensive side of his game, you know, that he's not, you know, he doesn't have it. Yeah. Yeah. I actually found an article um, it where some of the readers wrote in, I guess, on this hockeywriters.com. Mm-hmm. And some of the readers wrote in and and one of the things they they said was that they they the readers thought that Nylander is not scoring as much because he's not carrying the puck into the offensive zone. He's dumping it in mm. as much. At least that's what they, they Well, were, and I mean 
that could be too, because that shows that he's not as engaged, you know, when he's not yeah. carrying it, when he's not cycling it, when you don't notice him, there's yeah. something wrong. You know, he's not at his best. Anyway, I don't want to harp on him too much because he's having a career year. I mean, he's obviously yeah. playing really well. Uh-huh. He's second in scoring. So, yeah, you he's know. almost at 40 goals, isn't he? I yeah. Think. Yeah. Like that's, and he seems to get down on himself too. I he think. does. Like, he does. And that's what, like you, that's the part of it. I think he just needs to work through that. And, as um, much as he feigns all the confidence and he's, yeah, yeah. you know, kind of borderline arrogant or whatever, I do think that. <laughs> You know, when things start to not go well, he does, he is hard on himself. Yeah. He just yeah, doesn't want to Because he's always it. out there and uh, like you see in the practice and that, like he's mm-hmm. always like either the first one on or or the last one off or yeah. whatever, right? Like always working on his craft. But uh, yeah, he'll get it back together. He's saving it for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So finally, it's the ugly. And boy, was this ugly. actually there's a there's a couple of uglies, but the main ugly that we have here is the anthem singer in Florida. And yes, that was something. Yeah, that was something. And uh, I don't understand how they could, especially Florida. Like, I mean, there's so many Canadians that go down there and yeah. you would think that they would have an anthem singer that would know the words of the Canadian national anthem. But that was horrible. And um And then also, though, like that, it just proves how Canadians are just, well, I shouldn't say we're so much better, but we are. (laughs) Um, Because that game versus the Sabres on March 13th, where the the mic went out, sang sang the American National Anthem. (laughs) So the Leaf fans sang it, yeah. So yeah, so that's that's our ugly. But I also need to put in a couple of words here for the referees again and their dealings with Michael Bunting. Mm-hmm. Like that is just. It's I just, didn't, have you heard anything today about like any? No, I guess Dubis is going to keep this under the table yeah. or, or behind yeah. the scenes. But it just um, reminded me of the tour that I went on for the in the war room where the yeah. where the. Um, where the representative there from the league, he said like GMs called him up all the time, mm-hmm. right? So, um, but the, that would the definitely wor- there. be worthy of a phone call. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he, I don't know. Like he definitely, I mean, I liked how Keith answered to that because he basically did say that Bunting has to be on the right side of that line, you know, on the correct side of the line. He, he can't keep going over it. But, but at the same time, if he's like they're they're basically targeting him, so yeah, yeah, because it doesn't. I mean, anyways, we've gone through this so many times now with mm-hmm. the with the refs. So I think they've won our ugly for the year. Um, <laughs> yes, they get the trophy. <laughs> they get the, the ladies' trophy. talking leaf, leaf's ugly, ugly trophy. Trophy for it goes to the re- the NHL referees. Um, so yeah, so let's move on from the ugly and see who or what made the ladies' talking leaf's highlight reel. All right, coming in at number three, uh, we have a confection, the St. <laughs> Pat's Shake-Up. It was a special mint chip milkshake that they had at Scotiabank Arena for the St. Pat's game on March 17th. Now, yes. I did not have the opportunity to try it, but Chris, you did. So uh, oh, did, yes. how'd you like it? Obviously, it made Actually, our highlight reel, yes, so it must have yes. been pretty good. I put it in on the highlight reel because I thought it was really good. I liked the chocolate chips were like you could really taste the chocolate chips. Normally I'm not too much of a mint 
mm-hmm. mint chip fan, but somehow it just it wasn't overpowering the mint flavor. Mm-hmm. And then the chocolate part of it, it just it just went. And it was only it was only four bucks. I couldn't believe it. It was only oh, four wow. Yeah. Because I You're was kidding me. Yeah. So I because I was saying to that my, is a deal. I was saying to my nephew that like if it's more than five bucks, I said, like, don't get it sort of thing. Right. But but yeah, no, it was very tasty and it was something unique, something they different that they MLSE they, They've did. never done anything like that before no. for like a theme type thing. Like, and no. we trust us people, we've been going there for a long time. <laughs> yeah. And so that actually is a really cool thing too, that they, they did this fun kind of feature item. And I hope that they do more of that kind of thing. That's actually yeah. uh, pretty cool. And, yeah. and I, I, that was the the flavor that the players uh, picked as well, yeah. I think, too. The right? other one that was interesting, that sounded interesting, was a pistachio one. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have mind trying that one. But uh, but anyways, the mint chip one was pretty good. It wasn't, uh, I don't know, I, it might have been better than the shamrock shake. I don't know. <laughs> no, I've never been to... Uh, From McDonald's, the yeah, shamrock? Like, no? like you said, like, I'm not really, I don't really like oh, minty mint. stuff. But yeah. maybe the mint and chocolate. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. All right. So number two on our Ladies Talking Leafs highlight reel is Sheldon Keefe joining Mike Babcock as the only Toronto coaches with back-to-back 100-point seasons. Yay! <laughs> and he uh, he also joined Babcock and Pap Quinn with 20 consecutive road wins for the team. So yeah, he's had, I mean, it's obviously we know it's the regular season and um, a lot is going to a lot is is going to be on Sheldon Keefe for these playoffs and uh, and the whole handshake line from last uh, <laughs> last season. We're going to have to he's going to have to forget about that and 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 he's gonna he's gonna have to outcoach John Cooper and mm-hmm. he's already had one opportunity, so he's going to have his second opportunity now and he's going to have to. But for the regular season, I mean, and actually one bit of news before I forget. This is Mike Babcock's last year of being paid by us. Oh, that's good. Some He's extra on the last, dough. Some extra money for MLSE to add so, another yeah. coach somewhere yeah. else, and some may- other kind of behind the scenes but I wonder, position. I wonder if that means Babcock will get back in the league. Mm, I, don't I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. Because he's not getting paid by the Leafs, but yeah. But yeah, no, congratulations to Sheldon Keefe um, on this accomplishment for the regular season but yes bigger things are definitely needed for him Mm -hmm. all right so coming in at our number one uh, we've already talked about him mitch (laughs) marner it's been a magical season for mitch he's joined some pretty elite company in franchise history he's played his 500th game versus nashville and his 548 points are the most through a player's first 500 games with the leafs all time the highlight for mitch was the goal he scored versus the Oilers. He intercepted the pass, does a spin move in front of the net, goes forehand to backhand, and then puts it over the Oilers goalie pad. And that was spectacular. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yes. It I, was, as Joe Bowen said, it was larceny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and, and just because it was, uh, it was against Connor McDavid, like it just made it, even better, like the fact that it was against the Oilers. So, mm-hmm. um, and I mean, I guess it would have been better, although we liked soup. If it was Jack Campbell and goal, it wasn't. It was their, uh, I forget what the guy's name is, their other goaltender's goal name. It's, uh, uh, um, oh God. Is I'm it say is not, is not it, Spencer? Is it, it's not Skinner. No. Uh, 
That's Buffalo's yeah, wing. I think so. Right? Anyways, we'll look it anyway, up while we're doing it this. It starts with an S. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> but but yeah, no, that was a spectacular goal. That was like video game goal, sort of. Yeah, like, absolutely. the way it was. Well, yeah. you know what? He plays a lot of those, so yeah. I don't know if he plays NHL though. I don't yeah. know if he plays <laughs> Chell. Oh my <laughs> Yeah. Uh, my, my kids would be groaning hearing me say that. Anyway. <laughs> Marner was a topic on our show back in October as well. Um, this was when we did our rapid fire prediction segment. And with only a few games to go before the end of the regular season for our third period segment, we're going to go back, back in time and see how Chris did with her predictions. And we're going to give our lineup predictions for game one of the playoffs. Yes. So the third period segment, um, yeah, it was it was fun when we did that. I re-listened to our show back in October, and where you you basically did a rapid fire question uh, with me, and um, I I thought it would be good to just review it to see how I did. So the first mm-hmm. one of the questions that you gave me was last season the Leafs finished with 115 points, and you asked me, are we going to finish above that or under that? And I was actually humming and hawing I, I, when I was doing it, but I said. <laughs> I did actually say just under 115 points. So I was, I'm close anyways. At least I, I said it was going to be under and um, yeah, and it ended up being under. So I think, uh, I think I, I did good on that one. So I, I took my time, but I ended up getting the right answer. Yeah. And I guess there's no, no chance that we're going to be able to make that up. No, I don't think so. No. Yeah. Yeah. Not unless we basically win every, every last game. Yeah. Which, I don't know, we're playing some not-so-great teams, so chances are that ain't going to happen. No, actually, we're playing, uh, no, we're playing Boston, we got. Well, I know we play Boston, but we're playing Columbus tomorrow, so. Yeah, and Tampa. Yeah. Anyways, because we're we're not going to have, we're obviously going to have some load management, too, so. not all. which is more important than than achieving that 115 (laughs) points again. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So here is the next question that we uh, wanted to revisit. So do you think Marner will be reunited with Tavares at some point this season? And you said. Yes, I did. And then and then you put me on the spot, actually, because you did ask me. <laughs> you asked me, when will it happen? And it's like, uh-huh. how do I know when? Right. But uh, I, I actually said. I did say, because Tavares was injured, I forgot, like at the beginning of the mm-hmm, year, mm-hmm. I forget what happened to him, but uh, he was injured. And um, and so I said, you know, they're going to probably just let Willie, like be with Willie and Kerfoot for a while. And then if it doesn't get going that way, that they'll put uh, Martyr back with him, which they which they did. But I don't think, I think they put him back with him in, in January, I think it was. What, did it take that long? to? I think I it thought, was. I th- I thought or you it was just a think little in November. bit sooner than that. I was l- trying but, to find it, but I couldn't. I couldn't actually locate exactly when they yeah. when they did it. But um, but I did say yes that I did think that he would be reunited with Tavares, and he was. Mm-hmm. And that's probably going to come up in our next set of predictions. But um, I, yes, I think so. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> one last question, which is yet to be determined. Yeah. Uh, and it's still up in the air. And there it is is it possible that Matthew Nyes will make an appearance in the Leafs lineup before the end of the season? And what did you say? You said no. <laughs> I said right. So <laughs> do we'll you see. still think no? Uh, 
Yeah, I do still think no, somehow. Somehow I think he's going to be uh, like, they're going to, they're not going to want to like get, put him in that pressure type of situation because everybody's talking about it now. They all, everybody. Yeah, but you like, know, I, I say yes. And yeah. I think it's because they want to reward him. Like depending on what they do, we're going to know on Thursday if they make it to the finals. Right. And, uh, I think that they want to reward him for a job well done. I think that that is uh, also going to help cement them signing him if they put him in for a couple games. I don't think they're going to make any promises to him that if you're playing, you're definitely going to make the playoff roster. Yeah. But honestly, I think they want to see what the kids got. And I, yeah. I, I foresee that if he's available – He's going to be up here and he'll play at least a couple games. And I don't know. I'd like to see them put him with uh, with JT and Willie. On yeah, the that's, where line. Every, that's where everybody's uh, yeah. or most people are saying like to definitely have him in the top six. You're not going to put mm -hmm. him in the, in the yeah, bottom line. Yeah, just to see what he's got. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see. I guess we could revisit this in the in a couple we can, of weeks. We could uh, <laughs> put a little wager on it if you yeah. want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so now we're going to move on to some new predictions, and we're going to give our predictions for um, our playoff lineups for Game One. So, uh, right. Chris, do you want to start? Okay. Give so, your yeah. lineups. So my lineups. So I have the this for game one of the playoffs. So I have Matthews starting with Yarncroak and Nylander. I'm going to put Nylander on that right side. Then I'm having Tavares with Bunting and Marner. And I'm having O'Reilly with Kerfoot and Achari. And then David Kampf with uh, Zach Aston Reese or Czar, as everyone's calling him, and Sam Lafferty on the on the right side. So that's my my four lines, and I'm hoping I like actually O'Reilly. I like that Ontario line too. I did have, mm -hmm. but then I didn't. Um, I didn't. I I just think having O'Reilly on the third line would give a bit more presence as like a as more of a checking line and a hard hard ass line basically to play against against Tampa so that's my four lines and then on the actually why don't you give your yeah, lines? so like basically yeah. my my lineup is pretty much the same as yours except I have um Matthews with Marner on the on the top line to start with yeah but I agree with you that there is potential for that them flipping so Willie yeah. moving up and um Mitch moving down depending on whether or not they want to get more out of uh of JT yeah um that's just a better better mix but the other thing that I actually think could happen and I I do think will happen at some point is you are going to get that Ontario line and I do think that they'll move O'Reilly up between uh, JT and Mitch at some point as well yeah. um, when the need arises. Oh, yeah. I think Keefe is going to, like at some points, he's going to have to double shift certain players basically mm -hmm. and to try. But it's probably not going to happen game one. Let's no. face it, right? No. <laughs> no. But yeah, like, you know, they've got that, they've got that card to play. Yeah. Which lots is actually nice. Versatility, and, lots of versatility to, in the For lineup. sure. Yeah. And 
I also think that as far as we're talking about the coaching games between Cooper and Keefe, the fact that he's put them together for several games earlier on, yeah, um, that's got to be in the back of their minds that that's always a potential. And he can yeah. pull that out anytime. So they've seen it. You know, he's yeah. shown everybody that that's that it's there. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So so there's something to be said for that, too, I think. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to the D pairings here. Mm-hmm. So the D pairings, I have the number one D pairing or like the more of the checking um, or shutdown pairing as McCabe and Brody. And then I have Riley with Luke Shen. And I have Giordano with Hall. And um, Lilligren will be the the guy on the outside, basically. And he might get into a game if, if Luke Shen, let's just say, or if uh, if he needs like a break or if they're, <laughs> if they're noticing that uh, one of the older guys need a break, then he could get in there. Um, and, and then Gustafson, I don't know. It's too bad with him. He, I guess he has some family issues mm-hmm. that he's, he's had to leave the team for quite a while now. He's been gone. So, um, but he would be the, I guess, after Lilligren, basically, he would be another option. But those are my three pairings for game one of the playoffs. And I pretty much have the same uh, as you. And I think we were kind of talking off air before that really, like, you know, you're going to, you have to put Hall with Geo. Um, yeah. Just for safety. Uh, yeah. But, you know, Lilligren and Shen, they could basically, you know, play off each other and both of them yeah. can do a decent enough job with, with Riley, yeah. I think. Yeah. Or even like we were saying as well off air, yeah. we were saying Lilligren played with McCabe a little bit. So they yeah. could put Riley and Brody together again because mm-hmm. Brody seems to be the, uh, the calming guy for for, sure. <laughs> for every pairing, basically, yeah. right? Uh, and Giordano does a, does mm-hmm. a good job at that, too. But uh, Brody definitely. Um, Interesting is... that they used to be, <laughs> they used to be a pair yeah, before in Calgary, too. right? And they're like yeah. the stabilizing factor of the whole decor. Yeah. 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 And then, all right, so moving on to goaltending. Um, we mm-hmm. both have the same. Well, might as well just say it right off yeah. the top. We have... Uh, uh, Samsonov starting uh, in goal, and we have Joseph Wall as the backup because Matt Murray, it's just, you feel bad for the guy, yes, but I mean, it's just ridiculous uh, or getting beyond ridiculous now with his injury, uh, or we think he's injured anyways. He's just not dependable, basically, right? Um, I, I just don't think even having him as a backup is is dependable for if, whatever, hopefully, knock on wood, Samsonov doesn't get injured. But if he does during a game, you don't feel comfortable having Matt Murray coming in either. I don't anyways. I don't know how, I don't know how Shelton Keefe could feel comfortable. But, um, but yeah, that's... The only thing I can think of is that there's some guys that basically their psyche changes once it's playoffs. And he could be one of those guys that you know when it's all on the line um he basically can gut it out uh but like you said it's it's unpredictable so yeah yeah, yeah. i mean he's obviously he's a stanley cup winner two times yeah. stanley cup winner but mm-hmm. um i mean he didn't play all the games either during those two stanley cup no. wins with pittsburgh so um it's definitely going to we're going to definitely have to have an extra 
like a, a, the sec, a tandem basically in the playoffs. And Joseph Wall, he could be our next Felix Pavan, right? I think yeah, for sure. <laughs> right? You never know, um, mm-hmm. right? He's, he's... Well, I mean, look at look at what Bennington did. Same sort of situation. You know, yeah. he came came in as a young guy and won. They won the cup. So, yeah, yeah. So he could uh, Joseph Wall could come in and and help us. Let's get past the first round, anyways. Sort of thing. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens. But that's... so let, what is the question there though? Then, like, do you think we're going to do it this year? To get past the first round, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. I have a, I have a good feeling still, even with this recent. I don't. I just think there's the O'Reilly factor to it too. Yeah, I think he's gonna like. He he's he's getting himself ramped up. He's he's not like in his interview the other day. Like they're saying, like he's saying, there's no need to push it because, like, for him to come back for these last few games, like he probably only needs like a game or two mm-hmm. to get himself going. But then he he's basically going to drag them through whatever it is to to get uh, to get past <laughs> this first round. And oh, I just as, love hearing you say that. It just gives me chills. As long as <laughs> as long as Michael Bunting, and that's the other thing I think O'Reilly is going to be good at too. Yes, a stabilizer is, for him. Yes. Right, keep him in check. Keep him in check and making sure everybody's uh, like on the same level. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think they're gonna. I think they're. I think they're gonna be able to do it this this time. And as long as the, we gotta have a, a little bit of luck too, right? I mean, there's hundred percent. Every team does need that, and, well, and, and I mean, and Vasilevsky, we've had bad luck in the last few years right yes. so like there's always been something weird that has happened yeah so. it's it's yeah something has always gone wrong against us and so this year it has to be good that happens to us and yes Vasilevsky is is a difference there in goal and really that's the only that's really the only thing that can that can stop us I think yeah and you heard that he was a player of the week last yeah. week yeah eh? With yeah. some ridiculous stats. I don't even yeah. want to mention them. Yeah. But let's yeah. just hope he peaked last week and yes. then that's it. It's all down here from there. Yeah. Down, downhill from there. Yeah. Yeah. And uh but yeah, no, I, I think I'm pretty confident that we're gonna that we're gonna do it this time. So mm-hmm. but there's only there's still five games left in the regular season when this uh when we're publishing this podcast, and then the Leafs team will again have the opportunity to win the playoff series. So we and we think, well, I think they're going to win. I don't know. Do you think they're going to win? Yes, I do. Got to have that leaf positivity, right? Mm-hmm. Belief. We have to believe, <laughs> yes. Yes. And obviously, we've known for a while that our first round opponent will be the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, a reminder, we will be going weekly through the playoffs. So hit that follow button whenever you listen to our show and you won't miss an episode. Also, be sure to follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Our handle is at LTL1917. And a reminder to be sure to leave us a rating or review and let us know what you think of the show. Also, if you do listen to us on Spotify, there's a new feature there. You will see at the bottom of each show description, there's a, there's a Q&A where you can give us your feedback on, on the specific episode. So if you could take some time to leave us the rating or review or answer the poll question, however you want to give us your feedback, it's important for our show to get more exposure as a source for leaf content. And we thank you for taking the time.
And of course, another way to help us out is by visiting our Ko-fi page at ko-fi.com. You can follow us there. And if you choose to, you can support us by buying us a coffee. Any donation goes towards helping us produce the show and making it even better for you. So you can find the link to our Ko-fi page on our show notes or in any of our social media profile pages. And as always, we want to thank our healthcare workers and first responders for everything that they do. Thanks as always for listening. And until next time, go, go Leafs, Leafs, go! Do you believe? Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.